Get You Fit Radio with your host, Irene Cook, the radio show that keeps you healthy and helps you lead a healthy lifestyle. Well, I hope everybody had an enjoyable holiday and all this holiday food and holiday season is upon us. Well, it's not over. We have more coming. And so I thought it would be a fabulous idea to come up with a show to help you and and my guests come up with ways to swap out recipe substitutions to make things healthier. So I have this great list, and it's this list that I've kind of composed over the years, but people are always looking for ways to make our favorite foods healthier without sacrificing the flavor. So I've compiled this list of our best substitutions that I've discovered along the way of me modifying recipes over the years and that haven't really changed or compromised the flavor or texture of foods. So one of the things that I've done, um, and, and it's something that I've done before I became uh, this this food guru, is I started modifying recipes. And, and the obvious is to take out the oils and to take out the butters and to take out the creams. But oftentimes when you do that, it doesn't taste so good. And not only does it not taste good, but sometimes it doesn't look so good. And to take it a step further, if it's something that you're baking, it might not bake well, it might not rise, and and you have kind of a flop. So there's a whole science behind these recipe swaps. And um, I think that some of you have probably experienced some of them to an extent. But to take it a step further with people and food insensitivities and allergies that uh, individuals might have and kids, this list is going to be a lifesaver because a lot of the items on this list um, will enable you to make foods and recipes gluten-free, um, dairy-free, vegan. Uh, we can take a lot of these items and swap them out to create a recipe that could be modified for somebody that can't have a certain food or food item. So what I first want to talk about is how do you identify if a recipe is something that you should not have? First thing you do is you look at the nutritional label. It's really difficult to uh, to have somebody look at a nutritional label and identify if they can or cannot have it. So usually what somebody will do is, first thing, look at the calories. That's the number one thing people do is look at the calories. So if the calories are looking a little high, first thing you look at is then the ingredients. 
top things that are going to drive a recipe high in calories in ingredients are going to be your fats or your carbs. So top ingredients that usually have to be omitted are going to be your butters, your cream sauces, your oils, sometimes eggs, yolks have to be taken out, um, and sometimes flour has to be taken out. So by taking those main items out of certain recipes, you can really create a lot of light, reduced fat, gluten-free, and even dairy-free recipes for people to enjoy. So I'm going to kind of go through some of the ones that um, that I've highlighted, and some of them are ones that you probably already know. Um, to take this a step further, I am going to um, have this all written out on my on my blog. So if those of you that are just listening want this written and in print, you can look on my website, which is www.getyoufitfitnessandnutrition.com. And I will blog about it, and you can have this all in writing because it's going to be a lot to kind of just listen to. But first, I'm going to go through the gluten-free swaps. So believe it or not, a really big one for flour is black beans. And I know that that we've all heard of the black bean brownies. This came out a while ago. And the first time I made the black bean brownies, they were awful. I don't know what I did, but I certainly did not do it right, and they tasted they tasted like black beans. So swapping out flour for a can of black beans, um, dried and rinsed, of course, in brownies is a good way to cut out the gluten and fit in an extra dose of protein. Um, basically, what you do is you take a traditional brownie recipe and you swap out a cup of flour and put in a cup of black bean puree. And I kid you not, you will not taste the difference. Now, when I did it the first time, I swapped out all of the flour for just black beans, and I ended up basically having refried beans. So <laughs> that's not what you want to do. So one cup um, to one cup, and you put in all the same ingredients, and now you've taken out the gluten. Um, and if you're if you're gluten intolerant, you want to use a gluten-free flour for the remainder, and it is really, really fabulous. Um, quinoa. Anytime you um, are looking at a recipe that might have uh, couscous or pasta, you can substitute that for quinoa. Uh, quinoa is actually a seed and it is considered a superfood. It's packed with protein and nutrients. It also has a lot of fiber and it has the exact same texture as um, wheat flour. So you can actually swap out the quinoa for breadcrumbs. You can swap out quinoa for pastas, uh, for rices. I've taken quinoa and used that instead of rice for making um, stuffed um, uh, eggplant. Um, I've used it for making uh, stir fry. And it's it's actually really delicious. Quinoa is a little tricky. If you eat it plain, it's very earthy. And you're not going to necessarily like it plain. And if you've had bad quinoa experience, it's because you've had it plain. So you definitely want to add, add some spices to it. My absolute favorite, zoodles. Take zucchini, strips of ribbons of zucchini, and substitute that out for pasta. Um, I've been doing this for years and years. I've had um, a gluten intolerance now since 2011. So pasta has been kind of out for me. Um, I've actually invested in a zoodle maker 
really inexpensive. Now, because it's gone mainstream, you can get Zoodles anywhere. I've seen them at Costco. I've seen them at Zool, a Jewel, <laughs> at Zool. <laughs> um, you uh, can cook them in no time, even faster than um, pasta. You skip the boiling. You simply saute them with a little cooking spray, and they are done and cooked in no time. All right, so breadcrumbs. Let's talk about this. Love the breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs are an essential ingredient for breading uh, chicken, for breading vegetables. If you guys like breading things, you want to use breadcrumbs, even in meatballs. Did you know that you can ground up flax seeds and use those instead of breadcrumbs? Now you're getting all of these amazing nutrients and fiber instead of carbs. Another one is oatmeal. I've actually taken oatmeal and I've used oatmeal instead of breadcrumbs. I've made meatballs with oatmeal. I've made, uh, I've breaded um, uh, vegetables with, uh, I've breaded chicken with oats. What I sometimes do is I'll put them in um, my blender and I'll pulse just a little bit to kind of break the oats down just a bit. And I'll throw in some flax seeds and use that just like breadcrumbs. And I kid you not, no one notices. Another good swap is spaghetti squash for pasta. Now, if you've never tried spaghetti squash, it's my favorite. It's a football-shaped gourd. It's yellow. And you can get them anywhere now. Um, they're really hard to cut. So here's my, here's my secret hack. Pierce a hole, pierce a hole in it with a knife. Put it in the oven whole, the whole entire thing at 350 for 45 minutes. The whole entire thing. After the 45 minutes, it's soft. Cut it in half. It will cut like a melon and it's done. Now you take a spoon and you spoon out all of the seeds and then you take a fork and you fork out all of the uh, squash and it looks like spaghetti. Now you can add your favorite marinara to it, um, some Parmesan cheese, and it is absolutely amazing. Do not forget to pierce the gourd. If you forget to pierce the gourd, you will have a possible explosion. And I have had that happen. Um, And it was not fun to clean up. All right. How about this one? Lettuce leaves for tortilla wraps. Get yourself some butter lettuce uh, or some butter bib lettuce or some really good romaine lettuce. And boy, you can make some really good wraps with that. Another delicious one is uh, cabbage. Get the purple cabbage makes great wraps. They're very durable. They don't break apart. And they're actually pretty tasteless. I've, I've done that a lot with, with making, uh, making wraps. Um, has anybody ever tried using uh, nuts on their salad instead of croutons? That's a good swap. But again, be careful. They do contain a lot of calories, but they are delicious. So that's a good gluten-free option for your salads. All right, so those are the gluten-free swaps. Let's talk about some low-sugar swaps. As far as sugars go, if you have a recipe that you're making, for example, muffins or a pie or cookies that is calling for sugar, you can take unsweetened applesauce and plug that in for sugar. 
So basically what you do is you swap out um, a one-to-one ratio of applesauce. You reduce the amount of liquid in the recipe by a quarter cup. So for example, what you're going to do then is is whatever the liquid is in the recipe, you're going to reduce that by a quarter cup. If there's milk in there, if there's water in there, you're going to reduce that by a quarter cup. And then you're going to use applesauce instead of the sugar. If it calls for a cup of sugar, then you're going to use a cup of applesauce. And make sure it's unsweetened or you are kind of doing it for no reason. Okay. Uh, seltzer water with citrus slice instead of soda. Soda contains so much sugar. Get yourself some LaCroix, throw in some fresh uh, fruit, some citrus slices. Amazing. Grapefruit, lime, orange, lemons. They work amazingly. Um, you can even throw some crystallite in there, and it, it it's better than soda, and now you've gotten no sugar at all. If you want an adult beverage, you can even throw in a little uh, alcohol, and now you've cut down your alcoholic beverage by calories and sugar grams galore. You can use stevia for sugar as well, and um, there's even stevia drops that you can buy in the in the baking aisle that come uh, vanilla flavored, which are amazing. A couple drops of the vanilla stevia drops in with your seltzer water and your grapefruit uh, wedges, uh, out of control. So, so good. If you're just joining us, Huntley Community Radio, uh, WHRULP, we are talking about healthy cooking swaps for how to reduce calories and fat in recipes. Um, Here is one of my favorite ones that no one really ever thinks about. Go down the baking aisle. Go to the extracts. Find all of your favorite ones. Vanilla, peppermint, lemon, chocolate. Grab those. Use those instead of sugar. Did you know that you could take a drop of vanilla extract and use that instead of sugar for a lot of things, it is going to reduce the amount of sugar that you need in your recipes by two tablespoons for each half a drop of extract. One of my favorite things to make is coffee. Take, and I'm talking a half a drop, and it's really hard to to do this, tiny, tiny little half a drop of peppermint extract with a little almond milk, and you got yourself a mocha, better than Starbucks. Amazing. Totally sugar-free. Um, there's so many different flavors of extracts. There's banana. I made banana bread once, and I didn't use actual bananas. Um, I used the low-sugar, unsweetened applesauce, and I used the banana extract and the vanilla extract. It was amazing. And the sugar and the calories were sliced in half. Uh, cinnamon in coffee, uh, instead of, of using different flavors, uh, you can actually take the cinnamon powder and put it right in the grounds while you're brewing it. Or if you haven't brewed coffee since 1982, because you have a Keurig now, you can actually throw these dash of cinnamon on top. And that's going to actually give you a lot, a lot of flavor. Um, and since we are on the coffee kick, try, uh, try the almond milk or the um, coconut milk in your coffee. Um, I've got myself this little whisker. It's 
this little tool, battery operated, and it whisks up the milk and it froths it up. I can get them on Amazon, and it really makes my coffee feel very latte-ish. And my 800-calorie mocha is now 150 calories because of my extracts and my cinnamon and my almond milk. It's fabulous. Um, All right, moving on. How about talking about fruits? Never, ever, ever use canned fruits. They are sitting in syrups, and they have an overabundance of sugars. Always go with frozen or fresh fruits. If you're making a recipe and it's asking you to put blueberries in the muffins and you opt to use the canned blueberries, look at the sugar contents of those. I mean, it's 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 no joke when you when you look at them when they come out. They pour out. They taste like candy. They're sitting in preserves. So you want to use fresh. Um, and like I said earlier, throw in some extracts and throw in some unsweetened applesauce to spice up that flavor. If you're a wine drinker, question for you, red or white? Hmm. Red wine apparently offers health benefits unmatched by wine, white wine, including cancer-fighting compounds and natural cholesterol checks. But red wine is also much, much lower in sugar. So if you're going to pick between the two, red it is. All right. So let's talk about dairy-free. A lot of people want to stay away from that milk. But dairy also adds a lot of calories and fat to food. So if you have a recipe that is calling for butter, you can always knock the butter out by adding unsweetened applesauce. Always. You have mom's favorite zucchini bread recipe that calls for a stick of butter. Don't knock it till you try it. The applesauce gives the right consistency and the hint of sweetness while keeping the dairy away. This works well with any type of bread, like a banana bread or a zucchini bread or muffins. It even works with pre-boxed mixes, such as those cake mixes that you get at the stores. On your first try, only try swapping out half the fat and then try doing it full fat the next time. I like suggesting it that way because it gives you uh, uh, time to prepare your taste buds for the difference and it gives your family time to get used to the difference. I basically can't tell the difference, but uh, the abrupt change sometimes people people often can tell the difference. All right, another good one is avocado puree for butter. Um, they're both fats, and they both have the same consistency at room temperature. Um, so if butter fat is not on your diet plan because of cholesterol or other reasons, um, try avocado instead, even in desserts. Um, the creaminess has a subtle flavor of avocado, but you won't taste it if you're adding other components in there, especially chocolate. There is an avocado chocolate pudding that I've tried, and you'd never know in a million years that it's made out of avocado. It's so rich. Um, it's it's amazing. Um, but again, check out the recipes for some of these things, because if you use too much avocado, then, then you're kind of defeating the purpose because avocados do contain um, a lot of fat as well. 
almond milk or coconut milk for dairy milk. Um, almond milk is super hot right now. You can get almond milk in any shape or form. They even have almond milk coffee cream. They have almond milk yogurts. They have almond milk hot cocos. Um, you won't miss it. Uh, it tastes really good. But be careful because I've also seen almond milk that is chocolate flavored that has about as many calories as regular fattening chocolate milk. So beware. If you're going to get the almond milk or the coconut milk, make sure that you get the unsweetened kind. Um, you can always swap olive oil out for butter. Um, and here is one of my favorite ones. Did you know that you can take coconut milk and you can substitute it out for heavy cream? So if a soup recipe is calling for heavy cream, you can take coconut milk and swap it out and it will reduce the calories quite a bit. It is not going to taste like coconut, but it will be just as creamy. It's amazing. And if you take the coconut um, milk, the, the full fat coconut milk that comes in the can, you can actually whip that with uh, a blender and it will whip like whipping cream. Um, and it is a dairy-free uh, choice and it is a little bit better for you than using the actual full fat. All right, so moving on. Did you know that you can take chia seeds that are really popular right now, and you can use chia seeds instead of butter. So if you don't know what chia seeds are, they, they literally look like sesame seeds. But when you add water to them, they, they form this gel around each seed, and they kind of get real gloppy. And when you have enough of them together, um, it kind of makes sort of a jealous puree. And this can be used instead of butter. So in brownies or other baked goods, um, vegans and people that are watching their cholesterol can use this uh, chia butter, as they call it, um, instead of butter or even eggs. So if you have an intolerance or you just don't want the cholesterol or calories, I would say get some chia seeds and use that instead. All right, sodium. Before I end the show, we have to talk about sodium. It's everywhere. How do we reduce sodium? Easy peasy. Citrus. Did you know that by putting lemon juice on foods, you get the taste of salt without the sodium intake? Try it. Garlic powder, make sure it's not salted though, will also give you the flavor punch without the extra sodium. Get yourself some low sodium soy sauce, or they now have these amino acids that you can get in the um, soy sauce aisle that have a third of the amount of sodium that standard soy sauce has. And throwing a couple drops of that in a stir fry is going to save you thousands of uh, milligrams of sodium. Make your own salad dressings instead of bottled salad dressings. Always check the sodium levels in salad dressings because just because they're light does not mean that they are low in sodium. Always check the sodium levels on tomato sauces. Those are always astronomical. Make your own. 
grab a can of tomato paste and some water and some lemon juice, some garlic powder. Mix it all up, throw in some fresh basil, and you are going to cut out all of that sodium that's going to keep you keep you from being bloated and give you a lot more fresh, vibrant flavor. And a couple more better for you swaps. If you're going to eat french fries, always pick the baked versions. Sweet potato fries are great. If you don't have an air fryer, my favorite kitchen gadgets. You can take anything, put it in the air fryer, and it will keep it from having to be fried. You can take your sweet potato fries and put them in there and less starch. You're getting a lot of vitamins A, C, B6, and it cuts out all of those carbohydrates. Um, Remember, potatoes aren't bad for you. Just keep them in moderation. If you have a salt tooth and you really want some salt, try having popcorn instead of potato chips. Um, Dark leafy greens are also really good. You can make kale chips instead of potato chips. Um, A really great one is air popping your popcorn and taking um, some cooking spray, spraying that instead of adding butter and throwing some uh, Hidden Valley Ranch uh, powder on there. Uh, The sodium is much, much lower, and you get your little salt tooth taken care of. Um, I have about 80 more of these. So instead of rambling on, I think you kind of have the idea of, of what you can do to swap out recipes. But basically, when you see the words butter, cream, sugar, you want to swap those out for the applesauces and the coconut milks, and the almond milks. And you're going to save yourself a ton of calories without compromising the flavor, the texture, and definitely the taste. But give yourself time with this. It's, it's an experiment. you got to play with it in the kitchen. If it fails the first time, try and try again. Because I can tell you this, the recipes that I've come up with, perfection. Try it, make it delicious, and enjoy it. You guys have an amazing rest of the day. Let's go. Make no excuses now. I'm talking here and now. I'm talking here and now. Let's go. Your time is running.